BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Also, guys, during these strange and difficult times when most businesses are being closed and people's passions and livelihoods and wages are on the line, it's more important than ever to help out where you can and when you can. And one great example that we've heard about of people helping people is with Born Primitive. And Born Primitive is a fitness apparel company and they do a fantastic job. They have something for everybody from shorts and joggers to tanks to sports bras to long sleeve tees. I'm wearing one of their long sleeve tees right now. It's fantastic. I can train in it. I can lounge in it. You're going to love everything. It's very high quality stuff. They do a lot of work with veterans and giving back to them, but now they are going to give back to small gyms across the country. And with this code, recovery715, you can help out a gym that is very near and dear to the Weekly Warrior podcast, which is CrossFit worthy in Mount Pleasant, Michigan, home to some of the most amazing people that you're ever going to meet. So 50% of your sale at Born Primitive is going to go directly to helping CrossFit Worthy get through this difficult time. So help when you can. If you want, it's a win-win situation. You get an awesome piece of apparel, and then you're going to help out a very worthy gym. You're listening to another episode of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Welcome back. This is part two of a two-part series about recovery. Connor and myself are hopping on this episode. Today, this is all new stuff pertaining to recovery. We're going to talk about Epsom salts, some different castor oils, some cold showers, and some other good things that you can do at home to help you recover from the gym so you can attack it every single day at full strength so enjoy the content we hope you like it go give us a follow on our instagram we are at weekly warrior podcast and as always discover the warrior within let's see next we have Ooh, next we're going to talk about these are my favorite homeopathic remedies hell yeah (laughs) so the first one i wanted to touch on is epsom salts let's do it yeah bones have you taken an epsom salt bath before i have and i really love the idea of it Mm -hmm. i felt like the bath was i wanted to feel like it was different though i don't know what it did for me right so i was the same way (laughs) I love the idea of the bath. I used to take Epsom salts baths maybe like once every few months. 
Mm-hmm. If I got really sore and a bath sounded nice, I would do it. But now it's something that I try to do once or twice every week. Nice. Yeah. So I actually, the massage therapist that I'm seeing, she recommended it. And Epsom salts, what it is, is it's magnesium sulfate. Mm. And most people are deficient in magnesium. And the idea with the Epsom salt bath is that by soaking in warm water with magnesium sulfate, it's going to be absorbed through your skin, right? So I've heard recommendations anywhere from two cups to seven cups of Epsom salts, which I had no idea but I throw seven cups in there and you kind of, yeah, you soak in it for 15 to 20 minutes and it can help relieve muscle soreness and stiffness. Do you feel a difference? Yeah, I do. And I think even just the bath by itself yeah. is going to help relax you and help you decompress, which is for nice. Sure. Mm-hmm. I will say it's smart to buy Epsom salts in bulk and Mm. I would just ignore the ones that the fancy ones that have, uh, aromic, uh, aroma, what am I saying? Aromatherapy. Yes. Aromatherapy (laughs) added to them. Damn it. I would just add your own. Okay. So like an essential oil. Yes. I would just save money just by pure Epsom salts. Sure. Ignore the ones with, extra fancy stuff added and just add your own if you want. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Jess uh, got these Epsom salts. I was going to mention this before you said that I'm still going to mention it, but now we're going to laugh. She bought this Epsom salts with like, I don't even know what scent it was, but it was incredible. And like, it was just a little bag. It was probably like $15 for this like little bag. It was like maybe four cups in it. Right. And it was the directions were like, use two cups. I'm like, well, there goes half a bag and one little bath. But it was incredible. Like I set up the bath where this is how I know it. And like I poured all of it in. I was like, damn, like I'm super jealous right now because this smells amazing. Yeah. And it's Epsom salts. It's but that's Yeah. It's nice to pamper yourself. It's a little self-care time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then, so going along with this, my second one that I really love is castor oil. So castor oil comes from the castor bean, and this also is a great home remedy that promotes healing. It reduces inflammation. It improves circulation. And the best way to use castor oil on sore muscles is you can apply it directly to your skin, or you can soak maybe a rag or a towel or washcloth in castor oil and then apply it to your skin and then put a heating pad over top of it. And so heat it up and then let it sit on that muscle for 45 minutes to an hour. It's magic. It really is. It's pretty cool. And Castor oil, again, I would buy it probably, I'd probably go online or if you have maybe a natural health food store, you could go there, but buy something organic that doesn't have any additives in it. But those are my two. 
So castor oil, is it like kind of like, I know it's not, does it come in like a tube or whatever, like baby oil and you just like apply it straight to your skin? Yes. It'll come in a bottle. It'll almost look like a bottle of lotion or face wash. Right. Yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. but I that's would, really cool. I, yeah. I've never heard of castor oil ever. Like this, the first time even hearing about it. Yeah, it's great, and it's it's cheap. It's not expensive at all. Cool. But yeah, Epsom salts and castor oil. Love it. Yeah, test it out. Mm-hmm. So moving on. Oh, I I just got turned on to this, but I want you to tell me about cold showers. Oh yeah. I've been very on and off about cold showers in the past eight years of my life. Um, and I think it's really picked up steam in that amount of time. So it's a form of cold therapy, obviously. I'm saying that because in the physical therapy realm, there's, uh, there's heat therapy, cold therapy, just different um, means of therapy. I can't think of the word I'm looking for modalities. So different modalities of therapy. Um, and honestly, cold showers are tough to handle and they're super uncomfortable. And that's partially the point. Uh, if you have ever taken one, it sucks while you're in it. Mm-hmm. But once you come out of the shower, you feel fucking amazing. It feels like you can take on the world. That's how I feel. Um, but Biologically, I guess it can relieve some muscle soreness. Um, it can fight local or systemic inflammation within your body. It's going to uh, boost your immune system. Um, it's like I said, super exhilarating. It's going to activate the sympathetic nervous system. So when you first get under the water, when it turns cold, you're going to feel out of breath. You're going to like <sighs> almost like you're panicking, and that's your sympathetic nervous system kicking on. Um, that's not a bad thing. If you're super stressed out, maybe that's not great for you right now, but it's, it's not something that's like stays with you while you're cold. A key is to breathe deeply while you're uh, taking, you know, that cold shower. Um, And that will help a lot. Like that moment of being out of breath of like that panicky type of feeling, it goes away pretty quick. It feels Um, like you're hyperventilating. It does. Yep. Especially when you actually put it on, not like, oh, it's a cool shower, a cold shower. Yeah. You will know what we mean. Um, but I actually read a study about the activation of the sympathetic nervous system from cold showers. Um, and it said it could lead to antidepressive effects because it sends just loads and loads of electrical impulses to the brain. Um, and I'm sure there's way, way more information um, to that, but that's just what I picked up uh, kind of as like a broad statement that has some antidepressive effects. Um, so I think that's super cool. Cold showers, they can increase testosterone. I mean, they're really, really effective. Um, and it's crazy. Now that I'm thinking about it, all of these things are so simple, like things we everybody can apply every day. Um, it's just a matter of, for this, getting uncomfortable with it. And for sleep, being uncomfortable with waking up early or going to bed a little bit earlier. Yeah. The, all of these things, they're easy to do, but they're just as easy not to do. Exactly. When, so it must've been last summer or maybe more than that. You were talking about cold showers and Mm. 
I said exactly that. No, I don't want to be cold. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah. But then I, you mentioned Wim Hof and I got turned on to Wim Hof, who's this amazing guy who does all this cold therapy. Mm -hmm. And I started reading more about it and the benefits of cold therapy are pretty astonishing. Yeah. And the sh- I have a really hard time with the shower. I don't know why, for whatever reason, I do much better with a cold bath. And mm, yeah. so I'll fill the bathtub with cold water from just my cold tap. And then I'll sit in the bathtub for probably two to five minutes every morning. That's awesome. And Do you ever put, is it just like cold water? Do you put ice in it? No, I haven't put ice in it yet. As an athlete in college, we did ice baths, but now I just do cold water. I sit in it for two to five minutes. And I will say the first minute sucks mm. and you feel your, that uh, sympathetic breathing kick in, mm-hmm. but then you start breathing deeply and more slowly and you kind of relax into it. And then once you get through the first minute, it's fine. And then like, like you said, when you get out, you feel amazing. Yeah. It feels incredible because the, like that's super hard to do. And like, yes, the hard part's over. And it's just like a great response from your body. Um, so that's really cool. I haven't actually taken a cold bath yet. Or like a like a little soak. yeah like you yeah soak. I know athletes do that all the time. Um, I think the toughest part, obviously, is trying to implement it. Uh, so yeah, what do you recommend uh, for that? A lot of advice will say the same things if you just uh, search it up. I mean, it's it's obvious what you can do. You don't need to jump right into cold showers. That will you don't need to jump right into any big change in your life. That it's not gonna you know, you're not going to adhere to it after a while. So starting with 30 seconds at the end of your shower and building that time, uh, is a great place to be. That's how I started with it. I'm not currently doing it, although I might, I think I'm going to start again. Yeah, you should. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start <laughs> yeah. again. I'm going to start cold showers again. <laughs> Don't do it. So starting with 30 seconds at the end of your shower, um, and start with less, maybe you want to do 10 seconds of cold water. Sure. And build from there. Um, I said it earlier, but breathe deeply when it comes, don't freak out and panic and think, okay, I'm done. And like, turn the water off and be like, oh, thank God it's over. Just breathe deeply. I think that was the biggest thing that I adapted when I was actually continuously doing these was once the water started, I just did my best to like, accept it. I didn't fight mm-hmm. it. Don't um, fight it. And then, yeah. And then just start with three days a week if you want to, or two days a week and build, you know, you don't need to do it every time. If you want to start less and build, that's great. Yes. There, if you just Google Wim Hof, he has lots of videos and he'll, he'll oh, yeah. coach you on how to breathe while yep. doing cold therapy. He's got tons of videos and actually he'll coach on parasympathetic breathing, which we'll talk about oh, a little bit yes. later. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anything else on cold showers? Yeah, I have quite a, I have one more yeah. thing. Do you want to talk? It's just, wow, we've been here for 48 minutes, Connor. <laughs> okay. 
Um, we just could go on and on about recovery. Yeah, we're super passionate about recovery. Yeah. Um, so one thing that I have become super interested in is the effects of hot showers, actually. So this isn't fear-mongering at all. I don't think it's possible to be scared of a hot shower. But um, if you look at all of the chronic disease and sickness that we are dealing with, so diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension, uh, heart disease, uh, I mean, heart attacks, CVAs, pulmonary embolisms. So those are all um, products in part from systemic low-grade inflammation in our body, either due to you know, poor nutrition, sedentary mm-hmm. lifestyle, or, or the two biggest ones. Is this low-grade inflammation is just fucking killer. Yeah. It, it, it constricts our blood vessels. Lead, that's what leads to hypertension in the first place. And diabetes relies a ton on our blood vessels and blood flow. Um, a lot of people think maybe it's just a disease that you know you can't produce enough insulin, so you take a shot of insulin and you're good. Well, there's a lot of things that come with diabetes, um, and addressing inflammation is can greatly improve their situation. So, a hot shower, if we think about hot therapy or heat therapy. The point of that is to bring blood flow in. Um, so it's going to vasodilate uh, your blood vessels. So if I'm doing a hot pack on my knee and I have already have inflammation on my knee, it's going to blow my knee up. This is why when you have an injury in the first 14 days, if it's a significant injury, do not do heat until that inflammation goes down. So this is just the thing I've become interested in is if people are having this low grade inflammation over the course of our life, we're constantly taking hot showers. We're just continually promoting that inflammation in our body. So there's studies on it. I can't uh, address anyone specific right now, but uh, cold showers um, can help fight that low grade inflammation because cold therapy vasoconstricts and it stops inflammation. This is why when you sprain your ankle, you're going to throw a, a cold pack on it if it's swelling up. That's so, so interesting. Isn't it? I, I didn't actually, crazy. Yeah, I didn't actually think about hot showers sort of causing more inflammation, but it makes so much sense. Yeah. And it's not to say, don't ever take hot showers right. again. Cause there's a bunch of benefits to hot showers too. Let's not get it messed yeah. up. But I mean, people if we overdo it, then yeah, it could be, could be a, a, a factor in a lot of people's issues. Yeah. Wow. Anything else? Cool. On... No. Okay. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Next we're going to, we have two more that we're excited about yeah. equally excited yeah. about. Next we're going to yeah. talk about HRV. So yeah. this is HRV is heart rate variability. And mm-hmm. I learned about HRV a few years ago when I was coaching at Worthy. Jeremy turned me on to it and gave me a book about it. And heart rate variability, what it does is it measures the variance in between your heartbeat. So in between heartbeats, there's this little variance and it's very scientific, but it's been proven to be a really good way to track and measure how well you're recovering. 
And the reason I really like this is it's pretty easy to measure. So there's tons of devices out there. I've used two different ones. The first one that I used, I woke up first thing in the morning and I just plugged it into my phone and attached this little monitor onto my finger and it would take my HRV. So it's taking a resting heart rate, but it's also measuring your HRV. And it's basically giving you a score between one and 100. And then one that's become really popular recently is called WHOOP, which is W-H-O-O-P, WHOOP. And (laughs) you wear it on, you, (laughs) you wear it on your wrist. And the WHOOP will actually track your HRV and your sleep, which is kind of cool. But it'll give you a daily score. So a low number, a low score. So the range is 1 to 100. A low score would mean that your body is under a lot of stress. And this can be stress due to training it could be due to diet. It could be due to lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So it's really helpful as an athlete where for me, I was used to training, you know, six days a week for multiple hours a day. And if I was feeling really run down, tired or sore, I would just tell myself to suck it up. And so Mm. this gave me permission to say, okay, you know what? I need a rest day or I need an active recovery day. Right. And obviously if you didn't have this and if you did that suck it up mentality, I mean, your workouts are going to suffer even if you power through them, even if you get like a good feeling after your workout. The long-term effects, yes. we can bring in all the factors of like hormonal issues and just energy issues, sleeping so, issues that yeah. are not going to be, not going to be conducive to you, yes. know, you, you your gains. Yep. A lot of adrenal fatigue there. Yeah. There's so many things that impact overtraining. And mm. I, I was reading recently that it helps you kind of evaluate your habits and choices too outside of training. So a night of drinking, a night out drinking could affect your HRV score for up to five days after that night. So if you're, I mean, if you're a recreational athlete or a serious athlete, knowing that impact will help you reevaluate those choices. Cause you might think, Oh, you know, I might be paying the price a day after. No, a night of drinking, you're paying that price a week later, which is pretty crazy. Thanks. Like it's affecting your body's ability to recover and train that much. Yeah, that's crazy because usually people think the hangover is one yes, day. Right. I used to and, think that. Yeah. But then once you actually start yeah, tracking sure. it, you can kind of reassess dietary choices you know, things like sleep will affect your HRV, cold showers mm-hmm. will improve your HRV. And it's nice because when you do get a low score, it gives you that permission to take an active recovery day, which doesn't mean sitting on the couch. It means going mm-hmm. for a long walk, 
going for a hike, taking a swim. Mm -hmm. And when you're younger, most people in their 20s can get away with, you know, one active recovery day a week. When you get into your 30s and 40s, it's recommended to take two or three active recovery days. And most of us, I mean, we have kind of a CrossFit background. A CrossFit workout, I mean, I'm thinking of these Metcons that are 20, 30, 40 minutes. Those can actually affect your heart rate variability for two to three days after. I mean, it's doing, you're doing a lot of work and I don't know. It just, it makes me take my recovery way more seriously. Right. It really brings a lot of awareness to it, especially if it's, so is that number that it gives you, is that specific to the whoop, the whoop? No, um, the whoop is using the same HRV scale that any other device would use. Okay. But so HRV in general will give you a number. Yes, it's on, it's from one to 100. Everyone's going to be a little bit different about it. Um, Age will affect your HRV score. The Mm -hmm. one system that I was using gave me a color. So it would give me kind of a green light. Yes, green light. You can go train hard today. Yellow Mm -hmm. light. Hey, you can train today, but maybe take it easy. And then a red light of, okay, you need to really slow down. You need to think about sleep. You need to think about, you know, all these other recovery modalities that we've recommended. But yeah, it's been, it's been super helpful. I tracked it pretty religiously a few years ago and then got away from it. And now yeah, with the type of training that I'm doing, I kind of picked it up again more recently. Yeah. That's yeah. great. I think that's a great, great tool that, especially if you're a little more dialed in and serious, I think that can help a lot. Yes. And this was also really interesting. One of the recommendations to prove, improve your HRV numbers is parasympathetic breathing. Oh, and really? I wanted to ask you about that because I okay. think that's a really, really easy and accessible recovery method. Yep. So, man, this goes hand in hand with sleep as the lowest hanging fruit. I think they're on the same exact branch because even with sleep, you can practice this type of breathing. Um, And like we said earlier, the sympathetic nervous system is a branch of the peripheral nervous system. So there's a central nervous system, which is your brain and spinal cord, peripheral nervous system, which is everything else, arms, legs, um, the peripheral, you know, nervous system. And that has two branches, the sympathetic, which is the excitement, the fight, um, branch. It helps you like get up and go. It also releases a lot of cortisol, uh, parasympathetic nervous system is the calm and the relax. It's your Um, rest and and digest system. The rest and digest. Yes. It's a great way to put it. So, um, Parasympathetic breathing, where was it? So with the deep breathing, um, basically what it is, it is deep breathing. It it can be meditation, I suppose. Um, But the basis of it is deep, calm breathing, nothing else going on. Maybe some like light, like trance type of music, if you're into that. If not, just sit in silence. Um, But the deep breathing will turn on the vagus nerve, which connects actually... uh, uh, stomach to the brain, 
and it will send signals to relax. So I know me today, actually, I hold a lot of tension in my stomach. Um, I'm sure a lot of other people do like in my mm. stomach, my chest and my, my neck is where yes. I hold a ton of tension. I can tension. relate to that. Um, even right now, like my neck is the, my throat feels sore. My chest feels tight. Um, so on my drive home, I did some breathing, um, some deep breathing. So the vagus nerves connect stomach to the brain. So when you do this deep breathing, you're going to feel, literally feel your stomach relax. And you'll be like, oh my God, I was holding that much tension, breathing that <laughs> shallow. And I didn't even realize it. Um, so what I did, I usually, if I'm like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go practice parasympathetic breathing in my house right now. Um, I think a really great position is lay down flat on the floor, you know, prop your feet up or bend mm -hmm. your legs. So your knees are bent, um, but you can prop your feet up on a bench or a box. It's really comfortable for your low back as well. Breathe in for four seconds, hold it for four seconds at the top of your breath, breathe out, exhale for four seconds and hold for four seconds at the bottom of that breath. And try that literally probably within the first cycle of that, you're going to feel a little different. I just do it until I feel good or like my attention span goes away. Um, usually like one minute is great place to start three minutes, whatever. Um, do it for as long as you feel like you can hold attention. And if your attention goes away and you can bring it back. Great. Um, like today I did it in the car and I just, my attention would leave every once in a while. Um, but it, it made a huge difference. And I mean, it, it, like I leave my anxiety like immediately and really the deep breathing it's, it literally puts a break on the stress response. So if your stress is a car barreling down the highway, like I was today, um, you can either take your foot off the gas and that will help your stress, or you can apply the brake. and deep breathing is that break. It's literally going to slow the stress response down pretty quickly. Um, it can help you get out of those stressful moments, um, but it can also prevent them from happening in the first place the next time. So it's great. I love parasympathetic breathing. I've been doing it on and off meditation type of thing since high school. And I still do it throughout the day. I don't really set time aside right now anymore, but throughout the day, I'm definitely like returning to a deep breath every once in a while. I like that you described it as a, a break, like a car break. I think mm -hmm. that's a really great way to describe it. And I was just thinking about how we always tend to be in that fight or flight mode. So our sympathetic yeah. system is always turned on. And mm -hmm. the other thing about what you said is it used to be a practice. So it used mm -hmm. to be, okay, I'm going to take time out of my day to practice this. And now it's kind of just become a part of your day where you automatically go to it when those moments of stress kick in. And I think right. that's an important point to make is that when you first start doing it, it's kind of nice to take time out of your day. When we say take time, we're saying take two to five minutes. This isn't a big time mm -hmm. commitment, but lie down on the floor, put your hands on your stomach, breathe big belly breaths into your hands nice and slowly and practice mm -hmm. that. So then once you get good at it, when you are driving in the car and that stress response kicks in, 
you'll be able to immediately click on Mm -hmm. and resort to that parasympathetic breathing. Yeah. I love it. Uh, That's exactly what happens because you, it, it creates so much awareness and like, it makes you so in tune with what is going to help you in those stressful moments. Cause everybody has a level of, level of anxiety. And actually this is kind of getting away from the f- stress is stress on the body. Yeah. But, um, like the anxiety aspect, this is probably arguably better for relief, uh, leaving that than like physical stress, although it has benefits cause stress is stress, but just being aware of what makes me anxious and then like how I can fix it. I have that mantra and that tool and it's honestly, it's saved a ton of like prolonged psychological Mm -hmm. stress just by breathing, just by going to that little, you know, one minute of coming back, centering yourself, I suppose. Yes. Just another tool you can throw in your tool belt. Good old toolbox on the tool belt. Cool. Yeah. Bones, anything else on recovery? No, that was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, so we talked about sleep, different types of mm-hmm. massage, foam rolling, Theraguns, mm-hmm. scraping. We talked mm-hmm. about home remedies like Epsom salts, castor oil. Yeah. We talked about cold showers. We talked about HRV and parasympathetic breathing. Woo-hoo. Wow, we covered a lot of ground. Yeah, we did. Cool. I think, um, so give us a follow at Weekly Warrior Podcast on Instagram. We're also on Facebook, the Weekly Warrior Podcast. Um, Have we picked a winner for the giveaway? No, so we're going to pick it this Sunday. Great. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you next Thank you so much for tuning in. That was episode number 50, the big 5-0 of the Weekly Warrior Podcast. That was all about recovery. We hope you can take a few things and apply it to your life and you love it. And we would love it too. And we would also love it if you would scroll on down and you know what it is. Leave that five-star review on the iTunes. It helps us reach more people, which we want. Because more people could use the info that we put in these episodes because it's good stuff. It's very useful. We hope you like it. As always, stay good, stay classy, stay healthy, washy-washy, and discover the warrior within. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.